Well, if you had strong opinions on John Hines, David Poyle, or the Ellie Tolvanen situation before, what David Poyle said yesterday is probably not going to make you unclench your fists any better. Uh, David Poyle sounding off on the Ellie Tolvanen situation. We will talk about that very candid and also very loaded response. Plus, Preds Maple Leafs preview tonight, all coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Preds your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. So we were hoping for a uh, a nice, easy day today and uh you know we had the toronto maple leafs tonight uh a fun team three of the last five games between these two have been shut out somehow (laughs) i don't know if that's gonna be the key tonight we also had a a fun little would you rather thing we had some banter planned i had some good ones we were excited uh and then it is the uh the clip that you guys have probably heard a million times by mm. now uh david poyle decided to weigh in on ellie tolvanen so uh basically we we know ellie tolvanen you probably remember ellie tolvanen the guy who was waived the former first round pick uh he is on a little bit of a hot run with the seattle kraken Right now, he has five points in his first five games with Seattle, including three goals and a two-point performance the other night um, for the Kraken on Saturday night. So, yeah, there was there's there's a lot to take in about Ellie Tolvin and doing good. Just David Boyle does a weekly appearance on um, on one hundred two five the game. Maybe not a weekly appearance. He he's on there from from time to time talking about the team, either him or John Hines. Um, and he did a clip with uh, Robbie and Rex Road in the morning. And Robbie Stanley, uh, longtime Preds guy, former Lockdown Predators host, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked David Poyle about Ellie Tolvanen, you know, referencing his hot start with Seattle, and he he asked him. Basically, just like, you know, obviously you you, you don't want to like focus too much on other teams and other players. But what was kind of the decision that went in to, you know, waving LD Tolvanen? Like what was kind of the team thought process behind that? And the answer Poyle gave, it's a lot to break down. So let's hear what Poyle had to say. This is from appearance on 1025 The Game yesterday. Let's play the clip. Tried uh, Tolby in lots of different situations with varying success. Uh, where our team was going this, this year, uh, it just didn't seem like he had a roster spot. I really believe if he's going to be successful, he needs to play in the power play, which is he's getting that opportunity in Seattle. And for us, he was just getting uh, 
this is the second power play and some uh, some uh, shorter period periods of time to, to exhibit his offensive capabilities. And did we give him enough opportunities? Uh, did we did, should we have played him higher? I think the you know time time will tell. The Seattle's a team that plays a little bit differently than us. They they really rotate uh, almost their four lines equally, and offensively they they put him in a position higher than uh, we have. So this could be a mistake on our part. That's that's on me if he turns out to be really uh, successful. But uh, we we thought we tried him in a, a lot of different areas and different places. We were, we were really hoping that we would get him through on on uh, on waivers so that he could play in Milwaukee a little bit and bring him back up. But um, you know, we had to make some some decisions. We were not not going anywhere. And again, he's doing well, great for him, and we've been doing uh, better. Not necessarily because of him, but we, because we've made a decision to go in another direction with uh, the different types of players. So, okay, there's about 15 different parts of that to break down. Um, let's let's just lay it up. Let's just do a layup first, Anne. Um, mm-hmm. Overall thoughts. Um, overall thoughts, kudos to David Poyle for giving an honest answer. Because nine times out of 10, when you ask somebody a question that in essence is, hey, did you screw this up? In essence, I mean, and and also kudos to Robbie Stanley for asking this question. I appreciate him asking this question. Nine times out of 10, when the essence of the question is, hey, did you screw this up? Somebody is going to find a way to say, it's not really my fault. Kudos to David Poyle for saying, hey, this is on me. If this did not go well, this is on me. So I give him credit for that. I appreciate the breadth of the answer. I think he laid out some information that helps fill in the speculation around the Ellie Tolvanen move. I also think whether Poyle intended this to be an answer that closes a chapter of Ellie Tolvanen. It is an answer and information that has taken a giant spoon to the cauldron and has just stirred the pot. Bless. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to... um, I think the best way to say it is if you had a very strong opinion on... Nelly told in one way or the other, it probably got much stronger after hearing these David Boyle quotes. Yeah, um, what, what did you think when you first heard this? What was kind of your initial impression of this? I mean, my first thing was, wow, like that's as candid of a response mm-hmm. as you'll get uh, from an NHL GM. I mean, how many times do you hear an NHL GM be like, yeah, you know, if he winds up being good, my bad, y'all. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't hear that, you know, a lot of times, you know, for, for some other general managers and John Hines is kind of like this too, for some other teams, you know, if, if let me, let me say this, like if Peter Laviolette was asked that question, that response would have been 15, 20 seconds long. And may have involved F you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you know, I don't think Laviolette was ever like that, but I think it was more of a he's not going to say anything. No, yeah. Well, you know, we decided to go in a different direction. Direction, and at the very least, you hear Poyle. It's be like, you know what? We thought we tried him in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. We thought we gave him some opportunities and and that kind of stuff. Um, 
I mean, I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of parts to break down here. Um, oh gosh. So, so many individual parts of that. I, I guess the headline, the, the one, the, the piece of that, that everybody is kind of grabbing onto, um, you know, in headlines and, and that kind of stuff is David Poyle saying, you know, waving Ellie Tolvanen could be a mistake you know, kind of in a, as a, in a time would tell situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, probably. Do you think, um, it will, you think it is a mistake? I, I mean, but that's, that's the thing. And that's to me, that's the part, that's the headline that everybody is talking about. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's like the thing about this, that I'm least, I have the least amount to talk about. Yes. Like I have more to say about so many other parts of that answer, but the thing about Ellie Tolvanen, could it be a mistake? Yeah, it could be. It also could be a eh, move in, mm-hmm. in retrospect. You know, that's the thing is Ellie Tolvanen has played very good in five games with Seattle, but he has only played five games with Seattle. You know, we don't have enough to say, you know, Ellie Tolvanen is going to be like the the big one that got away. He's going to like tear right. it up and score 20, 30 goals for another team. We also don't have enough to say Ellie Tolvanen is, you know, he's going to cool off. He's going to lose a spot in the lineup and he's going to be either in the AHL or, you know, back in the Finnish league in, in two years. We don't know, mm-hmm. you know, this for now. The, the big thing is we can just be happy that Ellie Tolvanen is finding his stride somewhere. He's getting an yes. opportunity somewhere and he's making the most of it. And for Ellie Tolvanen, the person of the player who we both like, yes, that's something that we can celebrate. But, you know, it's, you know, that's the headline, you know, waving Ellie Tolvanen could be a mistake. Yeah. You know, it could be, it could also just be, you know, what winds up being a, okay. This player didn't work out type of move. We just right. don't know that much yet, but that's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the headline that people are kind of grabbing onto. Yeah. Yeah. But there are so many layers to this conversation that goes so far beyond the Ellie Tolvanen, is this a mistake? And if it is David Poyle owns it, there are so many layers beyond that with the state of the Nashville Predators right now, with the state of the fan base right now, with the state of the big feelings going on about the general manager, about the head coach of the Nashville Predators, about the whole direction of the Nashville Predators. And I think this Ellie Tolvanen headline is a lightning rod for a number of other conversations. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of big feelings are being directed at this Ellie Tolvanen situation that are probably really about other things as well. Yeah. I mean, this is like one of those, like where you're, where you're like in an argument with your, with your significant other, or like you see like two very toxic people in a relationship and they start fighting over like, you know, whether or not you bought the right, like peanut butter at the store or something like that. It's like, it's probably not about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at, the, at this point, I think people are going to look for any sort of thing to grab onto to say, yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. The the other parts of this I want to talk about, and this is stuff that I do have, you know, a lot to say about. And there's a couple of things. Um, David Poyle saying that they, they thought that he was going to go um, go to Milwaukee, that that was the goal that they thought they were kind of going to get him through waivers. 
that's a big thing we, we need to mm -hmm. talk about. Also, did the Preds really do everything they could to get Ellie Tolman and going? That is a multifaceted conversation. And then this is kind of, you know, there's so much headline worthy stuff before that. But at the end where he said, we just needed to go, we just made some decision on different types of players. That to me is another big thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. So there is a lot more uh, to this interview that we need to break down. We'll do that in a second, but first want to take a second and mention today's show is brought to you by bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football playoffs to NBA, NHL, European soccer, golf, tennis, you name it. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like the one you're listening to right now, wink, wink, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or your, use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends, action lines, all that good stuff happening in tonight's games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Anna, let's rewind a little bit. So we, we got about the, 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 we, as we mentioned, the funny thing about this clip uh, with 1025 The Game and David Poyle's interview on Ellie Tolvanen was David Poyle saying, you know, we we could have made a mistake. That's mm -hmm. that's the headline that people are grabbing onto. Yes. I think it's like the part of this that's maybe like the least amount of stuff to talk about. Let's go back to the start where David Poyle is talking about, did we give Ellie Tolvanen enough opportunities to do something mm -hmm. i'm curious your thoughts on that because he kind of made it sound like he was almost like kind of throwing up his hands and it's like well you know we thought we you know gave him lots of opportunities to do stuff that is an interesting i think it's an interesting point that is going to again be one of the things that david poyle says that draws ire depending on where you stand on the state of this team to begin with. This is either going to be something he says that is for or against where you already are. Did they give Ellie Tolvanen enough chances in the lineup? <clears throat> yes and no. I think this, I, I really, I really struggle with this one. If I'm just being totally honest, I would love to be able to give you a really hot take and stand a hundred percent behind it and argue it forever. But I'm going to be really honest and say, I'm on the fence about this one. Now, in training camp this year, Ellie Tolvanen started out playing up on a second line with Johansson and Niederreiter. So I saw in training camp they tried to kind of bump him into that spot. Uh, they also tried um, Phil Tomasino a little bit in training camp at that spot. So they, you know, they tried some of that. Ellie Tolvanen did not get a lot of consistent top six minutes just across the board from when he's been up here. He just did not get a lot of consistent top six minutes. Would that have made a difference? I mean, he did last year. Would you really say that he had consistent top six minutes last year? I mean, he was, he spent more time in that top six than maybe anybody else that was in that situation maybe besides Luke Cunning because you know Tolvin kind of got <laughs> bumped down the lineup down down the stretch 
Yeah. But for the vast majority of that season, and like Tolvanen spent a lot, lot of time in that top six. I I'm, my, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying because I have my own point on top mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But that's I guess the devil's advocate to that is like, hey, right. they did play him a lot in the top six last year, and that and you know, he didn't really do much. My thing is consistent. He didn't ever really get a long stretch. Having said that, that is also not something that John Hines typically does for any player. So I'm not saying that Ellie Tolvanen was robbed because consistently John Hines and John Hines is very upfront about this. You get playing time based on your performance. So there aren't a lot of players who are getting consistent. I see your face. You think I can't see your face, but your face is seen. (laughs) If you are, if y'all are listening to this on an audio platform, you didn't see Nick's face, but you know what his face was. John Hines is upfront about your performance dictates your playing time. And so with that kind of being the framework that he coaches from, a lot of players don't necessarily get consistent minutes when they're struggling to work through that with line mates in a top six role. So I would say Ellie Tolvanen didn't have a long stretch of time to work through any hiccups in his game in the top six. He had lots of time in the bottom six. Yeah. Um, so I go back and forth on that. Did he have enough time? But here's the thing with, with John Hines, and you can like it or you can not like it, but you have to perform on the ice to get ice time with John Hines. And they didn't feel like Ellie Tolvanen did that. Go ahead and tell me what your face means. I mean, <laughs> you know what it means. It's like, yeah, you're you're playing the ice determines your playing time for certain players. Because I mean, let's let's be honest. There are some players, both last year and this year, that are getting seemingly longer leashes. Let's just let's just get the at part out of the way right away mm-hmm. um i agree with you on i i do think you need some consistent playing time and part of that is on ellie tolvin because as we right. mentioned whether it was last year or the very limited time he was on the ice this year you know he was i i would say at best average you know he had his moments right. but was very kind of average the last two years, a far cry from when we first saw him come in the lineup during that, uh, that COVID late start year um, when he was just, it seems like everything he touched was, was golden. That being said, Ellie Tolvanen was 22 last year, 23 this year. He is not anywhere close to where he's going to be as a player, he wasn't anywhere as close to that last year. And I, I agree with you. I think that players like Ellie Tolvin, when you're young, need long stretches to kind of play themselves out of, you know, bad stretches or average stretches. Like you need some time and you need a long leash to kind of be like, okay, you know what? You're kind of having, you know, you had a bad defensive game. You weren't really attacking the net, whatever the thing is, you know, time to kind of take that feedback and be like, okay, I'm going to go out in the same spot with the same people I've been working with. And I'm going to have a chance to kind of focus on what my coaches are telling me. 
it didn't seem like he had that. I mean, we talked about that with Cody Glass earlier this year, too. It's like you need that long leash. Cody Glass has that long leash now, and look what's look what's happening. He's playing some of the best hockey of his life. But did Cody Glass – I struggle with that because everybody was frustrated that he was a healthy scratch for as long as he was. Mm-hmm. When Cody Glass came back in the lineup – he was playing NHL caliber hockey. It wasn't that he came back in and worked his way out of it with a longer leash. It's that when he Whoa. came back in the lineup, he was ready. But but here's the thing. It's also we had situations where Cody Glass, you know, would start the game, make a mistake, and then he wouldn't play the rest of the game. And it's like, okay, how much of a chance are you playing him? Like, do you do that with every player? Like if Philip for, for Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne have played some bad defensive hockey this year you don't see them getting benched for long stretches of games it's and but and then guess what happens then they turn around and you know have like a four-point performance the next night and why it's because they know it's like they have the ability to shake off that mistake and go out and play you need young players to kind of have the same thing to find that rhythm and i think in all of this conversation the biggest detriment to development of Ellie Tolvanen was that the Preds started winning games last year. Remember, mm-hmm. the, they were dead set on this being a competitive rebuild where they were kind of right. moving the core around. And then the Preds wound up with the best record in the Western Conference last year about January. And all of a sudden, your thought process changed from – you know, we're going to be patient. We're going to move this core towards our younger players. And we are going to try to do what we can to win now. And that's when the leash got short. That's when you saw Ellie Tolvanen start getting bumped down the lineup. That's when you started seeing him being a healthy scratch. Do you disagree that was, with that decision? Do what? Do you disagree with that thought process? I don't as- disagree with the thought process. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately kind of what hurt his development mm-hmm. with the Preds. You can you can argue whether or not the Preds should have left their competitive rebuild they were going into. I think that's a different conversation. But if if you're going to win, I don't disagree with bumping him down the lineup if he's not performing. Um, this year, I think it wound up maybe being a case of, you know, they just, they just kind of ran out of time with him because they loaded up and I mean, they brought a lot of people into this team and the expectation was to win this year. And then when it didn't happen, that's when you started seeing, you know, Ali Tolvin and basically had zero leash. I mean, he would play one game, look average, and then was a healthy scratch you know, the next three games, mm-hmm. you know, they, they had no, no window to get him up to speed. Now it, it seems like, you know, if the rumors are true, I mean, the Preds are playing very well right now, but if the rumors are true and they're looking to maybe rebuild part of this lineup, I mean, you look around and Tommy Novak is playing, you know, yes. top line minutes and Incredible. you is in the lineup getting a very, very long leash. Even some players like Mark Jankowski, who came up from the AHL, they're getting opportunities. And it's like, you know, you wonder maybe if the Preds had waited uh, a little bit longer or that Tolvanen did get through waivers. We're going to talk about that part of it in a second. Gotta but get Tolvanen to that. did get through waivers and come back up, 
maybe Tolvanen has the leash that he needs to get going, but it just seems like, you know, whether I guess to sum up my point is did the David Poyle give him enough opportunities? Yes, but also not the, I guess in the time frame that he needed. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the answer is yes or no, but I think <laughs> the development of Ellie Tolvanen was hurt by the fact that the Preds wanted to go and load up and win this year, and they just simply could not have the patience that he Tolvanen needed to kind of grow his game. Yeah, I would agree that that there's a lot in the timing and circumstance that affected Ellie Tolvanen here in Nashville. You talked about the waiver situation, and I think this is something that we're going to need to spend a few minutes diving into. So let's talk about what David Poyle had to say about Ellie Tolvanen. We thought he would clear waivers. Um, I think it's extremely naive of David Poyle. Really to think that Ellie Tolvanen was going to get through waivers untouched. Now, this gives now he didn't come right out in the interview and say, Yeah, we thought Ellie Tolvanen was was gonna go through. But what he said did give some credence to the uh Sean Shapiro tweet back when Tolvanen was claimed by Seattle that said the Preds were pretty confident that he would clear. And we're never going to know how many teams were really interested. Seattle was 24th. They were down there. Yes. 24th in the waiver order. So there's at least 23 teams, the 23 worst teams, uh, including a lot of up and coming rebuilding teams that were like, oh, pass. Mm -hmm. So we'll never, we'll never know like how close to being true that was, but that's a big risk. To think that no one in the NHL is going to want to take a chance on a 2017 first round pick who has shown scoring pop in the NHL. It was going to be very naive to think that not one team would be willing to take a flyer, whether it's a team that, you know, is looking for, you know, depth scoring, maybe a team that's like looking for more long-term projects mm -hmm. or just a team that's like horribly injured and needs some players in their lineup right now, like decent players in their lineup. It's naive to think that nobody is going to chance. Hey, remember, Ellie Tolvanen got drafted a year after Tage Thompson. Mm -hmm. Tage Thompson is a guy that looked like his development was peaking as like, no disrespect here, but peaking like Michael McCarron, just a tall, just a tall dude who yeah. is playing on the fourth line. And now he is a legitimate MVP candidate because mm -hmm. the Sabres had some patience with him. Yeah. It's very naive to think that not another NHL team is going to look at a former first round pick who has some skills, has some very mm -hmm. good skills, has displayed those skills on a somewhat consistent basis in the NHL, or at least in spurts and look at it and say, yeah, we, we can take a chance here. I also would say that I think it's very naive to think that David Poyle went into this and said, Oh, I think he'll clear waivers. Let's do it. Yeah. I can't, 
I absolutely can't accept the fact that most, I think a lot of people think that, that David Floyd was like, let's just put him on waivers. We'll get him to Milwaukee and he'll, you know, do some work there and we'll bring him back up. I think that was absolutely their hope. I don't know. I don't know. And this is why I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that David Poyle didn't at least put some feelers out about a trade for Ellie Tolfanen at some oh, yeah, point, no. you know, so I think probably Poyle had a pretty good read on the market when it came to something like Ellie Tolfanen. I also think that they had to have weighed this out and said, you know what, we're going to take a chance that he gets through to Milwaukee, knowing full well there's a chance that he doesn't. Because honestly, what was going to happen for Ellie Tolvanen in Milwaukee that was going to drastically change his role being brought back up to the Nashville Predators eventually? I can't imagine that they really felt like something very drastic was going to develop and happen in Milwaukee. Like, I feel like it was weighed and measured, and they said, you know what? Let's try to get him through waivers. But I, I think they had to know full well, there's a good chance that Ellie Tolvin was going to get picked up. And I really do think that they made the the call that like, let's hope for the best, but let's be realistic that probably he'll get picked up. I don't, I don't think, you know, despite what David Poyle said, I don't think that the Predators went into that decision naively saying, hey, let's just put him on waivers. Nobody's going to pick him up. Oh, we'll develop no. him in Milwaukee. Like, and, and I feel like a lot of people think David Poyle is dumb and, and just, you know, wasn't people look, <laughs> I read Twitter. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I really do think this was weighed and measured and this was a risk the predators were willing to take for Ellie Tolvanen. And, and I'm not sure that they feel really horrible about it. Like, I love that David Poyle owned this, but I feel like they weighed this out and said, you know what, this is a risk that's worth taking for what we're getting from Tolvanen right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, in that situation, Tolvanen either goes to Milwaukee and spends a little bit more time at least playing some minutes, or, you know, he gets claimed by another team, and what happens is you're losing a player that you weren't playing anyway or that you right. didn't see a spot for him this season. And that's something that Poyle um, ad admitted in the end. He's like, you know, he wasn't, you know, you heard him say it. It's like, you know, we really thought he, to be successful, he needed to be doing this and he needed to be doing this. And, you know, the way the team was this year, we just didn't see him kind of getting that spot. And that's fair. Like that's, that's a very fair thing. Um, you know, it's just kind of a matter of, when the Preds transition, start transitioning, and some of those players go and you do start shuffling some of these younger guys into those high-profile roles, I think that's when you're going to look back and say, yeah, maybe Ellie Tolvanen could be used here. But again, that goes us yeah. back to the headline about was Ellie Tolvanen uh, being waived could be a mistake. We just don't know the answer to that question, yo, Dan. Like, for all this talk about it, Ellie Tolvanen just – could wind up being a mid player. Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. don't know that yet. He, I mean, he very well could be a 30 goal scorer in Seattle and we would love to see it. Cause we like Ellie Tolman. Yes. We want to see every NHL player succeed. Who's, mm, not a couple. Wearing, who's not wearing a Chicago Blackhawks or Anaheim Ducks Jersey or Corey Perry or Corey Perry. <laughs> um, 
but we just don't know the the answer to that question though Anne. yeah but yeah. the big the big one um and again this is a, i guess a place to kind of close this discussion um you know the last thing he's the last thing Poyle said was you know we made a decision to go in the direction with uh, of some different types of players it, you know i think the type of players he's kind of referencing there you know is do you think that's kind of the best move long term or do the preds miss an opportunity to maybe get some stuff going with some of your more skilled players i guess where i come down on this because i know this is a big this is part of the frustration with David Poyle and, and there is a lot of frustration right now among the Twitter fan base. I'm not sure if it's across all fan base, you know, the entire Nashville Predators fan base, but the vocal majority are very frustrated with John Hines and David Poyle. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out on the stoop and see what the cat licks up. Okay. Just, just let's just see what happens here. There, there's, there's a better way to phrase that, but go ahead. <laughs> Could, I mean, could we all just get to a point where we can acknowledge in in agreeing with the decisions that the Predators have made regarding Ellie Tolvanen, regarding a competitive rebuild, regarding, you know, lineup decisions. Can we all just get to a point where we can just acknowledge the fact that David Poyle is the winningest GM in the NHL? He has been doing this job since before there were push button phones attached to walls. Okay. That he has done this for three different organizations, that he has done this for the United States Olympic team, for the national team. He's won GM of the year award. You know, is he making all these great decisions? No, but I would love to see this fan base at least acknowledge the fact that perhaps, perhaps, Let's just see if we can all agree that perhaps David Poyle, who has daily conversations with his coaches, with his players, is at the practices, is in conversation with general managers across the league. Perhaps he has a larger pool of information from which to draw from to make these decisions. Can we just acknowledge that? That is my biggest frustration with the fan base right now. It is, it is very fair. I think that is a very fair point. Um, and and who knows, you know, with, as we can have our opinions, but, you know, as far as we as fans go, we're just along for the ride. Yeah. And I think sometimes we just got to remember to buckle up and enjoy the ride. It's sports. It is sports. Speaking <laughs> of sports, Anne, uh, didn't even talk about this. Hey, by the way, the Predators <laughs> play a game tonight. Uh, Predators take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Preds have a four-game win streak going on right now. Uh, they play another high octane offensive team in the Maple Leafs. Uh, real quick, what do you think is a big key to this one? Uh, I think a big key to this one, and I hate, you know, I hate to say this out loud. I hate to say this. I hate to even put it out there, but I think a big key is goaltending because Toronto has a lot of scorers. They have been putting up a lot of goals in their games. This is a team that is beatable, but Nashville is going to have to continue to play at the high level that they have been playing at these last four games. This is a game that's going to reveal how could the Nashville Predators do if they make it into the playoffs? Because Toronto 
this is a playoff caliber team. So a lot of this is going to come down to goaltending. I hate that for UC Saros or Kevin Lankinen. Hate it. I'm guessing UC Saros tonight, Lankinen tomorrow guessing. in Montreal. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What is the key to this game for the Predators? Uh, I think it's going to have to be limit the mistakes. Uh, Look, Toronto is very deadly on the power play. Mm -hmm. They have these high scores. You cannot get into a game where you're gifting them chances, whether it's turnovers, whether you botch a zone exit um, or, you know, a a zone entry or turn the puck over in the neutral zone, something like that, or taking a dumb penalty at an absolutely dumb time. You cannot give this Toronto core chances to score. And I will say, maybe they're one chink in the armor. They're very good defensively this year, five on five, and they have some really good goaltending. Maybe their one uh, weakness is a penalty kill. Yes. Yeah, they're only they're only 17th uh, on penalty kill percentage. That's where a lot of teams are getting a lot of goals against the Maple Leafs this year. The Predators' power play has been better. Uh, over the last you know few weeks of the season, can they keep that going and maybe continue that upward trend? We'll have to see. That might be the difference for the Preds tonight mm-hmm. as well. Agreed. Yeah, special teams could be a big difference. And God love you, Jeremy Lazan. There are no snacks in the Sinbin. <laughs> Please, even Jeremy. if you check yeah. four times, still not yeah. snacks. There, are, there are no built bars there. No. Uh, it is a six o'clock or six thirty puck drop. Uh, Central Time, and it's on uh, TNT, so it is a national game tonight. Uh, interesting to see what the uh, the national pundits will have to say about the Preds situation, because I'm uh, sure they'll sure they'll weigh in on that. Yeah. Uh, we will have full recap of that game coming on tomorrow. Who knows? There may be more crazy sound bites <laughs> to talk about between now and then. Uh, until we get there, and where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at A-N-K underscore Mama on Ice. And you can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. And while you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. However you're listening to this podcast, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform or watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button really helps us out and you'll know when we have new content out for you that's going to do it for us on today's locked on predators podcast thank you as always for making us your first listen of the day we'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode we'll see you then